Hey beautiful people, this is Aisha with Life, Love, and Lessons. I hope you're doing well. I actually am way too early for one of my appointments today, but this is perfect because I wanted to talk to y'all because I was thinking about something that recently happened and um, it kind of is, is a good segue into um, a thought that I've been having. So... This conversation is going to be about adulting, things that you do as an adult, right? Um, in particular, in relationships, right? So, not long ago, I was having a conversation with somebody, and for some reason, the conversation just turned left, like, real quick. Like, And the craziest thing is, it was through text message, so... It went so far left that basically the person like cut me off and we stopped talking for a little while. And, and the funny thing is like the context of the conversation was so minimal, you know, like I didn't think anything that I said was disrespectful. I mean, I felt like some of the things that they were saying were disrespectful and that's when I kind of just usually I'll just, you know, zone out on the person. But, you know, I, I just, you know, chatting back and forth or whatever. And um, basically, they ended the conversation very abruptly instead of trying to work through what the issue was. Now, the thing is, this is why I can't stand text messaging. And I actually said this to the person. I hate text messaging. I feel like text messaging is good for, you know, a really quick thing. Like if you're meeting somebody and you're running behind or, you know, maybe you can't necessarily get on the phone, you're in a conference or something like that. But to have full-fledged conversations via text messages to me, number one, you just miss out on the element of person. And when I say that, I'm talking about hearing the person's voice, Hearing, you know, their their tone and their inflection. Hearing if they're actually laughing when they're talking to you. Can you tell that they're smiling? Do you know that they're making a joke? I, by nature, am a very playful person. Um, sometimes I might play around too much. I don't know. But if you're just getting to know me, there's some things that you're definitely going to miss if you don't know me. And if you're getting to know me and we're texting back and forth, some things can easily be misconstrued because we don't know each other very well. And I think this happens a lot. And and excuse the background because I'm actually sitting in the car and it's like a monsoon outside right now for some reason. Um, So you got the background of water falling, which, you know, to most people is quite relaxing. So hopefully this finds you in a relaxing position. And if not, it relaxes you. And hopefully the content doesn't get too heavy that you don't feel continually relaxed. <laughs> but anyway, I digress as I often do. Um, But back. So, you know, I basically said that like, you know, I think that something got lost here. Like, if you really knew me, you would see that I'm being playful with you. Like, I'm just playing. I'm just joking. You know, I think that one of the things that I like to, to come across is that I'm very, you know, light. Like, sometimes, yes, life does get heavy. But at the end of the day, like, who doesn't want to smile and laugh and just have a lightness around them? And that's what I'm all for, you know. The things that we can be light about, why not let us be light about them and take some of that weight off our shoulders? The world is heavy enough. We have enough things to worry about, to put energy to, enough negative energy, you know, around us and all about. So as much as possible, if we can keep things light, why not? You know, it just makes for for better life. Decreased stress gives you longer life. So why are we not doing that? So 
that brought me to my next point. If you're in a relationship with somebody and things go left as they can and often do, what do you do? Do you... Now, here's the adulting part. If you make a promise to your mates, right? Say, like you say, you know, I'm going to take you to Walmart on Saturday on your day off. I know, babe, you don't like to drive. I'm just going to drive you out to Walmart. But on Tuesday, we get into something and now you're mad. Do you renege on what you said you were going to do because you were mad? Is that fair to do that? I asked this question because I actually was in a relationship where this was like a constant strategy that was used. Where you just constantly reneging on what you said you were going to do. And that can be things in, in action indeed. But it also could be things as far as emotional well-being is concerned. Fighting fear is really about being an adult in the situation. It's about... Number one, treating someone as you would like for them to treat you if it's in a healthy way. Because some of us, you know, accept things that are not healthy. So I'm just going to just, you know, rephrase that. Say, If it's healthy behaviors, then that's what we need to be going towards. I also think that, you know, a way of fighting fair is really trying to think about the other person no matter how mad or upset you are. Sometimes we have to put ourselves and jump outside of our box, jump outside of ourselves, get outside of our own emotions to stick with what we told somebody we were going to do. Because some of the things that you might be reneging on are just not cool. You know, just like the adulting thing to do is if, you know, if you're having a conversation with someone and there's a misunderstanding, maybe you're too mad in that moment to get through the misunderstanding because this can happen. Some people need to just walk away from the table for a little while cool off, think about things, but there needs to be a coming back together at some point. And how long does that coming back together period last? How long does that stay away period last for? These are the things that need to be discussed in relationships when you have relationships with people. If people's timelines are not meshing well together, say you need like a whole week to get over it, and meanwhile, the other person, you know, their process time is a lot shorter. How is that going to help you guys get through what you need to get through? How is that going to help you guys to get connected back to each other? If one partner in a relationship is constantly reneging because you made a promise or you said you were going to do something in the happy moments, but now you're in a rough patch and now you're just reneging, you don't do what you say you were going to do. What does that do to your relationship? Does that take the faith away from the faith that somebody has in you, does that take away that your word is not your bond? For me, when somebody gives me their word to do something, it's really important. The same way as, as I think, if I tell somebody I'm going to do something, it's important. If I say I'm going to do you a favor, whether I'm mad or upset or not, I'm going to get that favor done. I think that's the adult thing to do. But I find that a lot of times, you know, we all get in our own bag about different things. You know, I have my own hangups about things. I'm not perfect. Nobody is. So I'm not, you know, coming across as this, this guru on perfection. But, you know, I just had that thought. Like, I think it's important. If you tell somebody you're going to do something, you need to do it. Especially if you were doing it and you and you said it when, you know, with intentions on being nice to the person or helping the person or 
you know, whatever it is, if you started off with pure intentions for what you said you were going to do, you need to fulfill what you said. Because that's the adult thing to do. That's just like being at work, right? And you say you're going to take on a project for, for your work team leaders as a team leader. And then your boss pisses you off. And then you're like, F it, I'm not doing this job no more. There's consequences that happen behind that. Like, if you don't stick to what you said you were going to do, you could lose your job. Then that starts a whole snowball effect, right? Then that's definitely going to cause tension in a family, tension in the relationship. You know, so, and then further things. You lose your job, then you're not bringing in the income, then you can't enjoy the things that you wanted to enjoy. Maybe your house goes into foreclosure, your car gets repoed, you know, all kinds of things can happen. Everything in this universe basically runs off a of cause and effect. And even when we don't think that we're affecting somebody, we have effect on, on other people and on ourselves. So I think it's important that we think about these things. But we also, when we're in relationships with each other, you have to have discussions about it. You have to discuss what your stuff is. But if your stuff is that you're bringing to the table is causing issues in the relationship, you really have to be real with yourself. You have to examine yourself, especially if you have a loved one that's bringing it to you humbly and they're saying to you, listen, this is a problem for me that every time we get into something, you shut down and you don't talk to me for days. I can't deal with this. Or it's a problem for me that, you know, we get into something and now you're not picking up the kids like you said you were going to do. So now you don't reneged on your partner and you reneged on your kids. Is that right? Is that fair to do that? Is it? Like, these are the questions that I have. And I think these are the questions that we need to have when we get with each other. And, you know, honestly, like, when you're in the dating phase with somebody and it starts looking like it's getting serious, like, these are the questions and the conversations that you need to have so that you know who you're dealing with. I mean, of course, having it happen in real life is the best. So you can see, because people can tell you anything. There's a lot of lip service that goes on. And... You know, so people can say, oh, yeah, this is how I handle problems. But when you see somebody actually in it and you see what strategies they actually use, sometimes it's, it's a little different. So, you you know, you want to make sure that you're open. You're open to having these conversations. You're open to having dialogue between you and your partner. But then you're also open to figuring things out when things come up. Because that's what being in a relationship is all about. Things are not going to be rosy and peachy and lovey-dovey all the time, as much as we would love for it to be that way. You're going to have little stumbles in the road. They're going to be disagreements. They're going to be arguments. They're going to be conflicts. They're going to be, you know, compromises that need to be had. And all of that starts from having dialogue with one another, being in relation with one another. So I, I think that if you're in a relationship, you need to really sit down with yourself sometimes. You know, this is why, like, this thought came up because I was, like, sitting with myself yesterday really trying to examine, like, well, what, where did I go wrong in this conversation? Now, probably the part that I went wrong is just assuming that the person would know that I'm, that you know, that I'm playful. But I did, you know, later on explain that. But my thing is, like, if... If that's, you know, if you were so bothered by what happened, then why not say that? These things are important. And if you have a hard time saying when you're bothered, 
that could be problematic in a relationship. That's something that needs to be addressed. And that's something that you yourself have to work on. You can't expect for your partner to come in there and be, you know, I hate to say it like this, but, you know, like Captain save <laughs> Forgive me, I'm stupid. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're not going to always get that save. The save has to come from within. We all have to identify what things we need to work on. And I'm going to tell you, and I said this, I might have said this in the last, the last, um, conversation that we've had but you gotta really own your stuff like if you are in a relationship and seems like you get in a relationship the relationship is over you get in a relationship the relationship is over you get in a relationship the relationship is over okay there's a pattern that's going on here and for those of us who, you know, like me, I like, you know, analogies and, and <laughs> math. If you do the math on the situation, and in this particular situation, you, my friend, are the common denominator. Meaning you are the one that has these issues that are going on that keeps rearing its ugly head and causing breakups or causing nonstop arguments. If you are the common denominator in your situation, then you need to work out that math and you need to get on top of what is going on with you. Because at the end of the day, the only person that we have control over is ourselves. And honestly, when you're in relationship with other people, you have to evaluate yourself. You have to check yourself. Sometimes I literally talk to myself like, no, don't don't say that. Like, he probably won't even find that to be funny. And I might be like cracking up inside, like just dying, like I was dying up, dying the other day on the text messages because I just thought it was just so hilarious, and clearly they did not find me to be funny. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I really tried to examine myself. Like, all right, I'm looking over at the text messages, which you know just boggles the mind because I'm just like, had we had a phone conversation, we could have avoided all of this, but okay. And I'm like, where did this conversation turn? Like, where did it turn? And, you know, like I said, so I admit that. And that, you know, in that, the person didn't know me well enough to know that I was joking. But I did, you know, and this is my own stuff. I did say, like, listen, this is why I prefer to have phone conversations with people. Like, we're grown adults. If you have time to pick up the jack, like, pick up the jack and speak. Like, I prefer conversation. And some people might think that that's old school. But to me, it's just much easier. Listen, I'm not trying to get carpal tunnel sending you a message about how my day was. Like, if you know me well enough and you really want to know how my day was and you want the real E-True Hollywood full-on story, then you need to call my behind because I'm not texting you a whole novella so that you can understand what happened in my day I'm just not doing it I don't want to do it and that's my own stuff so clearly the person that I'm going to get with is going to clearly be a conversationalist (laughs) and they're going to want to talk on the phone because I like to talk on the phone I want to hear you um but that's my stuff and we all have to think about what our stuff is what are we pulling up to the table with and how is that affecting people around us Because the truth of the matter is we all have stuff and we have stuff about us that is genuinely us. So you have somebody coming and just keeps continually rubbing this other person the wrong way. Maybe that's not the right person for you. That's what that says to me. Because 
in a relationship, yes, there's push and pull, there's bending that you do, there's compromise that you do. But the one thing that you should never compromise is yourself, your genuine self. And, you know, I talked about this one time before and I had to think about this because I was like, well, what if your genuine self is an a-hole? Like, <laughs> So do you not com- compromise you're being an a-hole, but you know what? There's probably another a-hole out there that that gets you and understands you, and you just need to find them and stop being an a-hole to the rest of the people that are nice. <laughs> like right now, I'm cracking myself up. Anywho, I'm gonna get back on track because I'm digressing again. But you know what I'm saying? Like, so there's certain things about us that no, there's certain things you should not change. But honestly, like, think about it. If you are very negative and nasty and the feedback that you get repeatedly, you know, like you're just downright abusive with your your language or, you know, the things that you say or the things that you do, that's problematic. Those are things that need to be worked on and changed. And and you can't just, you know, walk around saying, well, I'm just an a-hole, just deal with it. No, if you're running around and you're really hurting people, that's a problem. That's problematic. And it's something that you need to address. Maybe it's a trauma that you need to, to heal from. And, and that's something that needs to be worked on. Because, I mean, I know people who I would probably classify as an a-hole. But do I think that they're happy a-holes? No, I don't. I don't think that they're happy. And I think part of the reason why they're a-holes is because they're unhappy. And so if you need to do something to get to happy, whether, you know, and I'm getting my spiel again, whether it's, you know, seeking professional help, whether it's, you know, finding a confidant, a mentor, you know, whatever it is, if that's what you need to do to have a healthier, happier life, then you need to do that for yourself, yo. Like, you need to get on that. You need to not be embarrassed about it. Not think about, you know, whatever stigmas roll around about it. Because the truth of the matter is, is people will always have stuff to say, right? And the one thing that you don't want to do is cheat yourself out of life. And I think a lot of times we cheat ourselves out of life. We cheat ourselves out of happiness when we start to think about some of the things that are um, stigmas or stigmatized. You know, seeking out professional help, seeing a therapist or a life coach or a consultant or a mentor, there's nothing wrong with that. We need to really start reshaping our minds and reshaping how we think about things. And that's where change comes. When you think, when you change how you think about something, you change how you feel about it. You change how you behave around it. And so if that's a matter of you just telling yourself that it's okay to speak to somebody about what's going on with you, then you do that shit. Like, you do that. We're not put here by accident. We all have purpose to fulfill. And if there's something that's stopping you from living in your purpose, then why are you not getting that taken care of? The onus is on you. Because the truth of the matter is, a lot of times, people are not going to step in and say to you, this is what you need to do, bop, 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 Like, they're not going to be like, oh, you need to go see a counselor, you need to go do this, you need to go do that. Unless you have people that are in your circle that really love you and care about you. and they have, But the thing is, they have to be equipped. What if the people in your circle don't never heard of it, never thought of it, not equipped with it? Then how can they provide that to you or even give you that suggestion? 
So there's a certain amount of work that we have to do for ourselves. And you know when you're unhappy. You know when you walk into a room and you're affecting change in a negative way. The energy is different. You know, if you are that person that people like move away from, or they're, you know, they're talking like, oh gosh, here comes Tony. And you overhear that, you're like, well, what? Like, then you, there's some self examination that needs to happen. Why, why are you the problem child in the family? Why are you deemed as a black sheep? What's going on with you? And by no means am I saying that it's okay for us to stick, you know, ostracize people for being outside of what we think they should be or, you know, being not nice at times or whatever. But I think that once again, you just have to really get real with yourself. And if you want a better life for yourself, there's certain things that you're going to have to do. It's just like, you know, if you if you're at work and you keep getting passed over for a promotion, right? There might be something that you need to do. Granted, there might be things that happen like, you know, systematic racism, which, you know, glass ceilings and things of that nature. But I'm talking about outside of that. If you're at your job and you're being real with yourself and you're saying, you know what, I keep getting passed over for promotion because my skill set is not up to where it needs to be. And these other people are coming in here and they have the skills to get the job done and I don't. That's an examination that you need to take on. And then you need to, after you do that examination and you realize that you need to come up on your skills, you might need to go take some courses. You might need to, you know, do an apprenticeship, whatever it is. Once you get to that, then the the onus is on you. Now you need to go do it. Because you can say, yeah, I know I need to get this computer course because, you know, my computer skills are not all that great. And you don't do it. And then you get passed up for promotion, then you have yourself to blame on that because it was an action that you should have taken. So the same thing goes for our lives. If there's actions that you need to take to make life happier, easier, healthier for you, this is what you need to do for you. Not anybody else, not for your kids, not for your husband, not for your wife, not for your friends, your family, for you. You are in that body. You have to take care of it. And taking care of that body, part of that is taking care of your mental health and well-being. So if there are things that you need to do to get that on point, you get them done. That's what life is all about. And yeah, I'm not saying it as though it's so easy because, yeah, I have stuff that I have to work on. I'm going to tell you, like, for me, I'm a huge procrastinator. Huge. Like, I can be sitting there like, oh, I really need to get this done. All right, I'll just... Instead of just tackling it. So I force myself sometimes. Don't get me wrong. Procrastination is still an issue for me because I still do it. You know, but sometimes I force myself like, listen, you're up. You might as well just go ahead and just get that done. Just bust it out. And then, you know what? After I get it done, I'm like, wow, that feels good because I don't have to worry about that later. It feels good to have your mental health in order. It feels good, too, if you're stressed. Sit down and talk with somebody, whether it's your girlfriend, your homie, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it feels good to de-vent. It feels good to, you know, just to get things out. Shoot, sometimes it feels good just to get in the shower and just cry. I had a good cry the other day. It felt good. I was so frustrated. But that cry, I, I was able, and then I prayed, and I, you know, I was like, you know, I just needed to get that out, and I feel much better. I just think... You know, thank you knowing that somebody's just listening was enough for me to get through that moment. 
And I got through it and pushed on and a new day came and new stuff happened. So let's keep pushing on for new days and new stuff happening for us. I love you guys. I thank you guys for listening. Feel free to check me out on Facebook under um, Aisha Simon, A-I-Y-S-H-A, last name Simon, S-I-M-O-N, like Simon says, y'all. I'm about to sign off, about to run out in this rain, but I love you guys, and I thank you guys for listening to me rant and rave about life, love, and lessons. So thank you guys for listening. Be well, stay within your light, and if you're not within the light, I hope that this helps you to get closer to it. And you find the strategies that you need to get out of the darkness and into the light. Because that's what life is all about. I love you guys and I thank you. Be well.